Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting... Actually, this week was kind of exciting. This was a good week. This was a better week. This was so far the best week for the Arrowverse recap leading up to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Spoilers, it's everywhere on the internet. All the pictures of the shit. All the pictures are on the internet. Yeah. They said, they said there's still a few left, so we'll we'll see how that ends up going. But. Ugh. The only one I care about is Tom Welling in a Superman suit. That's all I care about. That's if, all I'm going to say. If we get it. Yeah. So far, I I have a funny feeling they put his two scenes already. They pictured. They, and, they probably already did. Yeah. So, we are, Jack and myself, Frank, are going to start, as always, with Batwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JJ decided not to join us because I didn't call him because he was basically asleep the whole last time. He doesn't watch the shows. So we'll uh, wrap around with him again when it's Mandalorian time, which it will be. So this is the episode called Tell Me the Truth. Yeah. This is a a fun episode. This was. This was one of the best ones they've had so far. It had some, some weak moments, but it had some good stuff in it too. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Um, I enjoyed that the show started off with action, like right away, like right into the action. Right. And we had the mob dinner. Yes. Yeah. And, and Batwoman stops a sniper, right? Like right off the bat. Right. And yeah. They dove, they dove right in. It was great. And I like that. And after Batwoman stops the sniper, Sophie stops Batwoman. By yelling Kate. Right. In the middle of the alley. Which always works when you're a costumed vigilante superhero and someone yells your alias, you always stop and turn around. Just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we find out that the rifle made its way to Gotham because that's the name of the assassin. The rifle. Yes. yes. So after they have their little talk where she basically tells her she knows it's her and she uses the voice thing this time. Right. That makes her voice deeper. It doesn't distort it. It just makes it deeper. They have their little, their little interaction and... The- she goes away. And that was it, yeah. There was yeah. nothing to it except basically Sophie just said, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, and that obviously comes back into play with the rest of the episode, right? right. So that's that, that's our overarching and for the point. For the first time now, we get Kate doing a little training. I think if they incorporate that a little more like Arrow did, at least early on, it'll kind of help with the character. Because you really don't see her do any training before this. No, we saw the only other training that we saw was her in the ice water in the first episode. Right. So this was nice to see her doing a little training by herself while Luke was trying to talk to her and she was completely ignoring him. Right. And obviously street vigilante training is different than. Correct. Pro military training or whatever it is that she was supposed to have been doing. I do like the fact that Luke had a, an entire conversation with himself by himself while Kate was training. I, yeah, I that was a, fun. I got a chuckle out of that. And then we flash over to a Kate and Sophie sex flashback. Did we already get to that? Yeah, that was We right. hadn't seen that, Jacob yet because I thought we saw that, that no, they were killing people at Catherine's company. Did up front, Jacob had filed on? for a divorce. Did I miss that? Yeah, that was like right after we found out about the rifle. We have a little talk between having that Jacob filed for divorce from, oh, from Catherine. You know what? And okay. that the people being killed. And this was what Luke was saying. Right. Some of it was right, that right, the people right. being killed were at Catherine's company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I have that right after Kate's train. Jacob files for divorce. Yeah, so why why were they killing people at Catherine's company is what, you know, obviously the mystery is and what they were trying to figure out. Right. But there was no fat foreshadowing this time. No. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um, 
So, yes, then we have the Kate and Sophie flashback. Right. While she's training, she's having the sex flashback. That's usually what happens, right? Right, right. And then Luke basically tells her that she's got to come clean and tell Sophie. Right. Okay. So. And then we see Sophie. Yes. Sophie and Tyler. Who apparently have not seen each other since Kate got back into town. No. Even though they work kind of like 20 feet away from each other. Even though they're married. And they're married, yes. And I would assume live together. And it seems like they only talk at the office when their desks are nearby and they're both there. Well, that's because they don't have to build another set piece. No, I know. That's that's the... (laughs) I know. And I'm going to mention this multiple times through this this episode. (laughs) So I I did overall like where they tried to go with this episode. Right. I think the chick that plays Sophie has zero charisma and magnetism with anyone else in the cast. I agree with that. So it makes it really hard for me to buy into why her husband would have married her or why Kate wants her. Yeah. Because there's zero, like, spark between her and any of these people. No. But her husband did catch her lying. Right. About, well, about the whole Kate thing, about knowing Kate, and about their relationship. Was that then? That wasn't yet. That's later. That's later. later. That's That's later. This was just the upfront part where. Right, right. Where she says you, she's stressed and he doesn't know why and right. what have you been doing and yeah right. it's very like I said it's very weird that, that they don't seem to ever talk at all I mean even Diggle and Lila talk more than that when they didn't live together yeah um so then we go over to Mary and her mom in the car and I swear to God the way that camera was I swear I kept expecting a car to come up and slam into the side of it just because of the way they were the way they had that angled and you kept seeing the streets. I really was expecting something to slam into the side of that car and screwed them both up. But it was just a lot of exposition and chit-chatting between the two of them where Mary didn't want anything to do with it and she's upset that she's losing her sister. Yeah, I, I don't know why why this matters to Kate and Mary so much. Like, No. The stuff with Catherine has nothing to do with Kate and Mary, so I don't understand why it's impacting the two of them as bad as it's being made out to be it seems like it's just it doesn't seem like mary's siding with Catherine. no so it doesn't make sense that she and kate all of a sudden are right at each other's throats right so i i don't get that either um because mary's i guess only only supposed to be like 23 24 she's in med school right so she still should be like early 20s so she was probably there when she was in her teens so she's lived with jacob so jacob's her dad Pretty much, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's weird how they're trying to play that whole thing. Like, it doesn't have to be them against the other pair. No. Um, it's, unless it's in CW world. It's, yeah, well, CW. So then there's a, so I just really, all I wrote for this was Batwoman really good with the bolas throw. Yeah, so there was another instance with the rifle. Right. Batwoman goes, but then a second vigilante jams everything up. Right. And she makes she, she, does, she makes great throw at the bolas, and it's typical superhero shit. You throw it at the guy's feet, whoop, 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 traps the feet, guy falls down, and then, yeah, then another then another vigilante or, or something shows up. And right. they have a pretty decent fight scene. Wasn't awful. Yeah. and But no, knows who Kate is. Right. Right away. Right away. Right from one of the, from the hammer strike. Right. As, as she said. And uh, it's a British chick. And while the two girls are fighting, the bad guy undoes his legs. And gets away. And gets away. And which, we find out, yeah, it's Julia Pennyworth. Right? Which never happens in these shows. The bad guy never undoes his feet or whatever and gets away. They always stay caught, for the most part. 
Well, Arrow has better stuff. Yes, he does. Because he's using, you know. A bow. And higher. Yeah, higher impact bowler ropes. Well, the, the bowler ropes. we're going to go with. The bowler ropes probably had to get re-weighted for Kate's weaker arm. That's fair. Braces. It's fair. So they might have been weighted <laughs> improperly to, to get around it right. Uh, yeah, so Julia Pennyworth is the one that uh, is the other vigilante who would be Alfred Pennyworth's daughter. Right. And knows everyone. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't I don't know where where all that plays in. And yeah, I it's it I, yeah, I I, <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. I even did a bunch of reading on the backstory of Julia Pennyworth and nothing that it they're doesn't... presenting it as in the show lines up in any way shape nope. or form. And spoiler it, this is like almost all but a one-off like because she's gone at the end of the episode. Yeah, they'll so, they'll bring her back though. Uh so I have <laughs> Because I don't understand why she'd be British. Well, Alfred was British, wasn't he? So? It's not like you inherit an accent. <laughs> Just, that's what I'm going with. I mean, I yeah, know Alfred well, that... lived in America for his entire, I mean... Yeah, it seemed like quite a while, right? I mean, I would. I guess we're going under the... I would say since Bruce was like five or six. Yeah, ever since his parents were killed, right? Because he went home to Alfred. Yep. And Bruce in this version should be at least 40-something, so... Alfred right. would have lived in the U.S. when Julia was born, unless Alfred led a double life while he raised Bruce that none of us knew about, where he kept flying back to London. That could be another thread. Sure. Sounds kind of like something in real life. Because we just... need more Batman story in this and not more Batwoman story. <laughs> like, they really want to make it a Batman show. It's killing me. It they It seems like everything they're doing is just more Batman, more Batman, more Batman. Yeah, it's it's why the show's struggling because yeah. it's not creating its own identity. It's too busy trying to pull Batman stories. No. So my next set of notes says now, when I'm watching the show, I'm basically just jotting down what I see happening so that I can go back and as I'm looking at my notes and reading through them, I usually remember the scenes. Doesn't always work. Here's how. Here's exactly how I have this worded. Mouse kills dude. Alice hired dude to kill scientists that made the bat killing gun, which basically I just didn't feel like writing the rifle out. Yeah, I got back into it. Uh, uh, Mouse and Beth back into it, hired the rifle, got their gang back. Yes, got the gang back. That's where we go. So they're they're back. They're back doing the thing. All of her people that were not around the last few episodes are all back around again. Yes. What you were curious about, you were you were kind of worried about that. The fact that they just weren't there. And where did they go? Here they are in the hideout, just chilling. Yeah, and she can afford to hire assassins. And from from what you want, from what we're understanding, is got to be a very expensive assassin. Yeah, so it's it's another weird. It is. Then then we go back to the Batcave, and there's a little bit of flirting, but Kate's really pissed off because Julia lied to her when they first met. Because, when they were a couple, because Bruce sent her to watch over his favorite cousin. Even though apparently Kate was really close to Bruce growing up. Right. And has only been gone five years total, but never knew Julia was there around or existed. Right. When she left, again, big gaping plot hole. Yes. That if they were all this tight as the story likes to try and make it. But, but Luke, and she also didn't know Luke. No, she did know Luke. She did. Julia knew Luke. No, no, no. But. How did Kate not know Luke? Now that I think about this, all these huge plot holes. Right. Where Julia and Luke were like biffies, Mm -hmm. and apparently Kate was tight with Bruce. Right. But never knew Luke 
right or julia who all of course know batman's secret identity because your, head, your head's gonna explode it is it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> so after the after the flirting and a little bit of arguing and kate getting her she's mad uh we kate wants to go flirt with somebody else well we we go to a flashback we flash back to right before kate tells the truth at west rock rest rock restaurant west rock oh yeah the the west yeah. west point yeah but they're... not west point because you know um well we go to yeah we get that the right. flashbacks during the argument right while she they're all there at the restaurant right uh that's right because because kate had kate i am kate i am sophie right i am instant messages sophie on her secure work computer Kate right. sends her an instant message to meet her at a restaurant, to which Tyler then suddenly peeking over her shoulder and goes, is that Batwoman? Because when you get an IM at work, the first thing you're going to think of is, is it Batwoman? Yeah, that's why well, wouldn't Tyler think that? Right. Because Tyler might be the most least, the least developed and stupidest <laughs> character I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> Could be. It's pretty close. Um, so... Sophie promises to explain everything to Tyler and goes to meet Kate at that same Italian restaurant that there was gunfire at at the beginning. Yeah. Alessandro's. Yeah. And I, Kate decides to cut. Well, well, first they start talking and they're holding hands. Then that makes the host uncomfortable. He comes over and asks her to leave because of her sneakers. And she points out that another guy's wearing sneakers, and then they get into a little back and forth. So so here's my take on that, though, right? So Kate <laughs> trying to win over Sophie ignores the fact that she's with a married woman in public who seems to be pretty well-known in town, Sophie should be. Yep. Kate should be pretty well-known in town. She should really be a, a piece of paparazzi yes. at this point, right? There's no paparazzi in Gotham. Right. So married at the restaurant. Or so- Sophie's married, and she's ignoring it is what Kate's doing. Right. Sophie obviously doesn't want a scene. Kate decides that she needs to make a big statement about being a lesbian and shout it out in the middle of the restaurant. Yes. I have like zero interest in rooting for Kate. At that point, yes. Like zero interest in caring. Like, and then we see the flashback where Sophie says, hey, I would have come out, but your dad came and told me not to. Right. Well, so I have that he talks Sophie out of telling the truth by not telling her to, to not – by telling her – the way he phrases it and the way he does it is he he maneuvers her to do it without actually telling her to do it. Right. Which, you know. So all of that whole Sophie and Kate drama is being put on Jacob now. Yeah, and Kate puts it more on Sophie still. I, I mean, the next thing I have is, is Kate needs to grow the fuck up. I have Sophie like, still loves Kate. Oh, I don't get that vibe at all. <laughs> But that's because zero, there's zero vibe between Sophie and anybody else in the show. So she might, <laughs> and you don't get it at all because she just doesn't yeah. emote any of that kind of stuff. No. Uh, then we have uh, Julia and Luke having Chinese food and laughing and having a good time when Kate shows up. Yeah, it's, it's still weird, and that, that made me think of something else, how weird it is that... So Kate left right out of, out of West Rock and went and started traveling the world. Right. It was only two years before Bruce disappeared. Right. But Bruce had the the presence of mind to send his butler's daughter to watch after his favorite cousin out in the world. Right. It's so weird. Yes. So they're having this little powwow lunch 
in the office, in Bruce's, I'm sorry, in Kate's office. In Kate's new real estate office, right. right. So they all get up to go to the Batcave, and just as Kate tips the pearls over to open up the secret door, Mary walks in and mm-hmm. sees the and sees the the bookcase starting to slide over and thinks they have a panic room. Which I'm sure that's going to come into play later on. Which let's think about this though. So why is Mary stopping by Kate's office after midnight? Because there's no time in Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's after midnight is what we've just been told. Where did they get Chinese food after midnight? Uh, it's Gotham. It's a twenty four hour place down the street <laughs> from Wayne Enterprises, where nobody works because it was all cobwebbed and dusty. Right. So here, this this scene, I actually and their security guard was eating Chinese. Right. So there's nobody watching the place anymore. This this scene actually I liked a little bit because Kate really sucks at lying in this show. Because then she calls Julia her... He, she introduces Julia as her assistant. To which Mary goes, so you have two assistants and no business, basically. Like, you're a real estate company with no real estate and two assistants. Why do you need two assistants working this late at night? But then you could flip it back at her and go, why are you here this late at night? Why wouldn't you stop by where Kate lives instead of thinking that she's at the office? Because Kate's always at the office. So... Earlier in the episode, they had said that Jacob was upstate taking care of some business or something. Mm -hmm. So Jacob hadn't been around. He was upstate. So then we go back to Crow headquarters because, again, they have a house. We've seen their house. Nobody. They're never at their house. No. They're always at the office. Sophie and hubby? Uh, This would be Jacob and when the wife shows up. Oh, were they there? I felt like they were in an apartment. No, I'm when they're talking pretty there. sure. No, is that, she is showed that up. Jacob's office. Yep, because that's the only place anybody goes. It's well, and, work and they, set costs. Yeah. Well, yeah, set costs. So they have a little powwow where uh, she tries to uh, make up with him. Basically, is what she's kind of trying to, to. Yeah, where we get where the the two of them are talking and, right. and trying to work things out, and he's getting a bunch of information. And then right after that, Sophie walks Sophie in. Sophie walks in and excuses or asks to talk to him alone and comes right out and tells him that Kate's Batwoman. Right. Yeah. So the the one other point which which I got to thinking about with during this. So so Hamilton is, is Catherine's company, right? Yes. So how would they know what penetrates Batman's suit? Well you see that like I, Batman's a good guy in this universe, right. I believe, right? Why? So why would there be a big company trying to come up with a rifle? Which we thought was Wayne Enterprises from two episodes ago when it was Wayne Enterprises that made it, not Hamilton. Right. So why would they know what would penetrate his suit? Yeah, why would you need something to penetrate his suit? Like, <laughs> I understand in the comics that, and this is this is a little deeper, but Batman has a protocol for all of the Justice League members and how to kill them if they go rogue. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be what they would need here like why would they develop this if he's at this point in time he's a good guy right that makes that this gun makes been gone for three years now this gun makes zero sense plot line wise and it's been a recurring plot line for multiple episodes and it still is so then we go back to alice's hideout and we found it right before that we also they they dropped argus his name yes they did they said argus loaned the crow's Something, something. Some of their guns and, and technology right. and things right. like that. So then we get, yeah, Sophie rats out Kate. And then we go right after that, Beth sends the rifle after Batwoman. Right. She gives the gun to the rifle. 
And the rifle gives her a little cylinder full of some liquid, um, which I don't think is cold medicine. Probably not. And then we have Sophie using the Argus technology to track the gun. Because that's also part of what Argus did. They, right. they have technology. To, to, that's what they loaned them, yeah. Right, it was technology. Then we have another flashback. It's where they basically break up. Yeah, and the, yeah, and then she goes and there's the sharpshooting metal, and we see the right. her gun flip out because the guy's taking Kate's metal down. But wasn't that... No, that was after Batwoman got shot, though. That's after Batwoman gets shot. So we get Sophie's talking to Batwoman when she goes to meet. It gets told, hey, come talk to me. Right. And Sophie goes there and starts talking, and then... Kate walks in the other side, and then Batwoman gets shot. So, they're in an abandoned building. Yeah. Batwoman's in this abandoned building. Yeah. Why did Kate show up to this abandoned building while there's a crow investigation thing going on? Yeah. I don't know. Why did the real estate, quote, unquote, agent show up to an abandoned building in the middle of the night? And Julia even had said, I just put it on to try it on and go out and do some stuff. Right. Again, plot holes galore. Yes. Um, so the rifle shows up and shoots Batwoman and shoots her out of the building, through the wall, out of the building, onto the ground. It's about three, four stories up. Or is it higher? It was like three. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. And and so, right, and we said, then they show the sniper medal that Kate won because she's a sharpshooter. Yes. Maybe foreshadowing no. is what I wrote. I think they're going to be foreshadowing. <laughs> So the crows run out, capture Batwoman. Right. Handcuff her, put her in the back of a crow van. And Kate grabs Sophie's gun and jumps on her motorcycle and goes after Batwoman. And that's where the foreshadowing comes into play because Kate only needs one bullet to take out the tire from really far away. Because she's the best. Well, but... These armored cars don't have armor tires, tires? right? I, they look in Gotham. Yeah, whatever. I mean, look, maybe maybe Elon Musk built it. It's possible. <laughs> so, she so, could have shot a window. So then I have or thrown a pebble. So the guards come out and start attacking Kate, who's got her helmet on, her motorcycle helmet. And my my note to this says, guards always attack one at a time. Yeah. Bad guys, if there's seven bad guys standing around, they will only attack And none one of the crow guards recognize the chick with all the tattoos on her no. that comes to the office every day. No. No. Motorcycle, motorcycle helmet, tattoos, none of that. Same leather jacket she wears all the time yep. over her flannel. Yep. Uh, so the rifle man goes back to Alice, pissed off, because right. the gun and didn't work. we find work. out that Sophia, Sophia, Sophia. Sophia, no. Is who he's working Sophia, for. Sophia, yeah. Is who Sophia. he's working for and who the big bad, I guess, is going to be. Yeah, I had to Google that. Yeah. I had to Google that. Um, so Alice removed the coil from the gun that would have actually penetrated the suit. Right. To save her sister. So it seems. Or her sister's ex-girlfriend now. Right. So. Uh, and honestly, there there's way better chemistry with Julia and Kate than there was with oh my God, yes. and Kate and everything. I, I buy. Like, oh, I buy these guys. They used to have a thing, obviously. So uh, then we have Kate patching up Julia in the Batcave, and they talk about lessons about trust, and Julia's learned. And and they say Batman's been gone four years now, uh, which is interesting that I guess a year's passed since Kate came back to town almost. Yes. So previously in one of the flashbacks, the way Sophie broke up with Kate was she said it was best that we keep our distance 
and you know we need to kind of go separate ways so when sophie and kate have their talk which comes up next kate says the exact same thing to sophie say we gotta i think it's time we should keep our distance so um kate sophie hands kate a gift and in the little box is the sharpshooting metal that sophie took and sophie tells her she cleared up with jacob that that it was a mistake that she was Batwoman. Right. And now Sophie doesn't think Kate's Batwoman anymore. No. And then and she apparently goes, she's stupid. She is stupid. And then she goes back to her husband and lies more to her husband. I put she lies to her husband again because she says that she loves him and she married him and you're the only well, one for me. To, to be honest and to be an adult, which I know these shows aren't made <laughs> for adults, so it's my bad. But it's been five years since they broke up. Right? Yeah. They both went out. Kate's been banging people worldwide. Yep. But she's still hung up on Sophie. Yep. Who doesn't want anything to do with her and doesn't really have sparks with her. I don't really get any of that. And it doesn't drive the story for me. So I hope that's done now. I hope so too. But you know that it's a CW show. So it's going to come yeah, back Yeah, it's around. just, it's so bad. Like, like I said, like as an adult looking at it, I'm like, there's no, there's no reason for any of this. No. It's not even a good plot point. It's not. It's you know, not. And it's, like, it's and, not at and all. Sophie went and got married. Like, what about the dude she married? Like, we're totally discounting. I get it's it's not a show about guys. I got it. No, but, but he's like also, he's he's just a piece of garbage because he married his wife and loves her and wants to be with her. He's so a pe- he's trash. He's trash. It doesn't make sucks. sense. That makes Sophie trash. You know, just saying. <laughs> um, and then we find out about Kate buying the building across the street from Alessandro's, and she's going to turn it into a gay bar because. To Got rub it in his face. Yeah. And that's where Mary shows up and they have a little heart to heart and they're all fine now. And Mary's going to help design. Mary's going to help design the gay bar. After she hangs the pride flag right in the window, I think it's at night still. No, it's during the day now. Was it during the day? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell. I mean, it's always kind of nighttime in got Right. So then we flash to Jacob, who's in a car, in still North- traveling upstate. Yeah. So that twist, I honestly didn't see that twist coming. I didn't either, and we find out that it's been Mouse right. pretending to be Jacob this whole episode. Right, and I like that. I, I think that's good. They're setting up. They're setting up for this tea party. Uh, right, because I guess he got Jacob's face off the right corpse of Jacob. And no, oh, I don't know. Maybe they three uh, D printed him. Maybe I maybe don't know. She got DNA from the house. <laughs> When she was at the apartment. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why they needed cadavers to scan if he can do all this fancy stuff. Because they're never at the... Yeah. The, and hey, no, no new episode till December 1st. Yay! That's awesome. And we'll probably fill that content with Mandalorian stuff because everybody loves that. Maybe. So that's it for Batwoman. Um, now we move on to Supergirl, Season 5, Episode 7. I did not write the name of the title down. I forgot to. It was called Tremors. Tremors. Ah, Yes. So, I actually really enjoyed this episode. It's been a while since I've enjoyed Supergirl, and I think I enjoyed it more because they really played the Kryptonian stuff up a bit. Plus, and they moved the storyline. It, it definitely did. <laughs> so, we open with Kara and John training, and Kara needs to get stronger to fight Leviathan, and she, you know, the only person that can fight with her is John, and there's some kind of cool action scenes there, and... um a little foreshadowing, a little foreshadowing there. A little bit where she flips over him, and goes to kick him in the face, and just stops. Because that's a move she'll use later to 
do something later. Um, and then John collapses. John's eyes glow red, and John collapses. And uh, right, was, psychically attacked. Then we go to commercial. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and then we get to the. Did we go to commercial already? Or did we go to go cut to Lena? I think we cut to Lena's place, and, and then, then Leviathan the, tries breaking in. The old lady shows up. Yeah, and uh, old lady tries to shoot her, and she's got a force field, right? Because Luther. Well, didn't she steal that from Brainy? I think, maybe, probably, maybe, but um, and then she starts talking about the Fortress of Solitude. Yes, her and Tess, her, or whatever Tess is now. Uh, Lena needs a weapon from the Fortress of Solitude, and there's dramatic music. Yeah, which, there isn't. It's just because mind. the Fortress of Solitude isn't a secret at all. No, as oh, we come wait. to find out, it's really not. It's yeah. the Fortress of Solitude is as se- well. I have issues with that coming up too. Yeah. Um. So then, then we find out John's going to deal with his issues the Martian way. Yes. And go talk to his dad. Yeah. Who's dead? Go commune but, but, with, with the right. Martians and all that. And we see Leviathan goes to the bo- big boss. Well, before that, Tess says something to Lena about maybe you should cancel the public event you have tomorrow because Leviathan's going to attack. And Lena has no, this smirk right. and she's like, I know, and Supergirl will save me. So she's definitely, I like it. I, I They're definitely setting her up to be like a supervillain, but like not at the same time. It's weird. I don't. I don't buy her as a supervillain. No, she's a little bit whiny to be no. a supervillain. Yeah. So then, yeah, then we get to the old lady walks into a house, steps into an elevator, goes down the elevator, and she comes face to face with this old guy, uh, Romacron. Romacron is it or is it Romacon? Romacon, like like Romcon. Sure. <laughs> and the guy, the guy playing has been in everything. Um, he is one of my favorite actors that pops up in stuff. Uh, I did not. He's been through most CW shows. His name down. Uh, um, we do find out that they came in on a ship as big as an asteroid. They're the reason the dinosaurs. Yeah, they killed the dinosaurs. They, al- they were aliens that yes. came down. That's why they've been around through all this stuff and have all these crazy powers and everything. So, um, I, I, I'm, yeah, go ahead. And uh, then we we find out there that we now we're at Lena's event. Yes. There's an earthquake, and earthquakes start coming through. We find out that Ramakan has earth powers and is considered an earthbender. Mitch Pelagi. There you go. That's his name. I'm sorry, I was looking for that. He he was actually he was in Sons of Anarchy too. He was he's been in everything. It, he was in that '70s show for a little. Yeah, his IMDb is Atlantis. probably like a hundred things long. Yeah, he's I love him. He's great. I love whenever he's in anything. Um, yeah, so Ramakan shows up and wants the amulet, and Lena starts to run away, flips open her watch. Pushes the button and jumps off a cliff. Yep. Love it. Love it. Because then Supergirl shows up and saves her and shoots her eye beams because that's the only power she really uses is the eye beams in her breath. They're cheaper. Yeah. Shoots the eye beams at the guy. It goes right through his chest and he heals right away. Right. And then, um, and then yeah, Supergirl saves Lena and then... And then we go back to the DEO. And we get Brainy, which is awesome. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I have is back to DEO, Brainy. Brainy gives a history lesson. Yep. And it, then I have WTF. Yeah. Because uh, Kara straight up tells Lena about the Fortress of Solitude. He's like, oh, why don't I just take you? So, yes. Why wouldn't we take a Luther so to I, the Fortress of Solitude? So I have Lena manipulates Supergirl. Supergirl offers to take Lena to Fortress. Yikes. Yeah. Because there's nothing in the world that could go wrong taking a Luther. To your fortress. No, it, it, that, that's 
been one of my issues with Kara the whole season is just they've made her so dumb. Yeah. Like, so dumb. It doesn't make any sense why they, they've dumped her character. Like, this Pulitzer Prize winning journalist now is a moron. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Is the way they've been playing it. Like, Clark needs to come back from outer space and backhand her and he, get he her to does. wake up. Please. So then we get John summoned his dad. Yep. Talks about Malefic. Tells him that he's across town. Right. And that he has to choose how to save him. Then we go back to the DEO and a little Brainy and Alex. And, and they uh, found Rip Roar. They found Rip Roar. And they go to the pier. Pier blows up. Yep. And Brainy gets damaged on his head. He gets like a, there's a cut. And it's cool because he, fl- he, fl- he pushes a button on his head and he flicks off and he's Brainy again. And then he taps the, the little wound on his one of his little three eyes. Right. And he flickers back again. He's fine. Alex passes out. Yeah. She's got a concussion. So then we get to the fortress and... The fortress is smarter than Kara. Yes. That's what I wrote down. So the L, proto- <laughs> the L protocol, it's called, which right. is the, f- the best. <laughs> and it hey. senses that she has a teleporter. It senses that she has kryptonite. Kara doesn't believe it because Lena says... I don't have those things on me. And it also senses that she's a Luthor. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that too. Yeah. It's the L protocol. It's right. It's specifically crazy. designed crazy. for that DNA. It's that that that's that's been my issue with, with so many of these ep- these different shows this season is they they have these guys playing totally against type. Like Cars, totally against anything we've seen the last four years. Uh, so then we go back to John and his dad, and he John's dad tells him that Malfic's a prisoner. And right, and cross town. Can't tell him where, but the only way to rescue him is to open yourself up to him. Right, and let him. Uh, and John's like, or John's like, no, I can't. Blah blah blah. Emotional. Right. We you know. we cut back to the DEO. Alex, Alex is, is recovering. Right, and Kelly, of course, just that's her name. I forgot. Walks her through name. the DEO again, hangs out. Well, of course, because that's and everybody's allowed in. But she's freaked out because Alex didn't text her. That she was unconscious with a concussion. <laughs> so Right. You were hurt and you didn't tell me you were hurt because r- you weren't awake. Right. So one of the other super friends told her. Yeah. She didn't say super friends. I No. Um, so then we go back to the Leviathan house and he can't. So apparently he has the power to sense or feel where anyone on earth is. Yeah. And he can't feel Kara. On earth. On earth. So he knows where she is. Because they're in the one place on Earth, not of Earth. Which is the Fortress of Solitude. Because, again, who, who doesn't know now, that Krypton has I'll, a chunk there? I can, I can kind of lean that if he's been on Earth since the dinosaurs, it's possible he might know about that. Well, and he's an Earthbender, so he's in right. communion with the Earth. He knows that this isn't part of the natural and he's not, elements and stuff like that. I, I buy that. He's not supposed to be evil though right he's basically trying to protect the planet is what his overall mission is his concept of what it is to protect the planet right 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 which is right every every villain is the hero of their own story right Right. so now we go back to the fortress and there's more lena manipulation she's stealing the database she's well she reprograms the database she says that is that is this when she says she wants to leave brainy a message no, no, no that's a little later on. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so Carr has given her like a history lesson, blah, blah, blah. And and, and I'm sorry, 
this is when they were going back and forth and Lena was doing the remember like, oh, remember when I thought I was saving you and she was really totally me. playing on her emotions and manipulating the hell out of her. Yeah, Kara needs a man is, yes. or a girl, somebody. Yes. She needs something going on in her life to, to get her uh, re- refocused. So then we This get- is when she programs the computer. So yeah. they're like, we're going to go to the armory. Kara goes and asks the computer what they need. The computer tells them exactly what they need and where it is. And as she's going to walk away, Lena says she's going to contact Brainy to tell her to tell Brainy what's going on and that they found something. And she flills with the computer and the computer turns green. Right. And then she goes. Then she follows after Car. And, and then uh, and then we have another John and Dad heart to heart talk. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have there. And then Brainy's working on the Ripple armor and realizes that the head injury damaged his inhibitor. Yes. I'm pretty sure after some of the exchanges going through this that Kelly's definitely going to bail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got Alex. the feeling that she was... So I, I have that, but... It's kind of what I got is going to happen. They... So <laughs> this is... You'll love this. So my notes here say, Back to Fortress, in an armory to find a gun that can hurt Kryptonians. How dumb is she? Right. That she's literally taking... A Luther into an armory of weapons that can actually hurt her. It's crazy. It does not make any sense at all. So then Lena asks what that is and points at Myriad from back in season season one, one, which turned all the people into mindless zombies. Right. Foreshadowing Ding, ding, ding. Good job with the foreshadowing. (laughs) Very, very good. Uh, Brainy and Alex find Leviathan's house. Right. So they find a gun to use. Brainy, um, this is then Brainy's in the lab with the armor and he puts the puts three pieces together, sees the symbol, figures out where the house like that. Oh, my God, I've right. seen it. So is this going to lead to Brainy going bad or is this like no, I think opening Brainy up even more so he could be more over the top? And I love him. More. I think he'll be more over the top. OK, good. Because we get when they find Leviathan, Ramakon finds the Fortress of Solitude and right. Lena and Supergirl have to team up with her breath because she only uses her breath and her vision. Right. Right. And a well, gun. The when, gun that Lena grabbed. When they get to the house, and they walk in the house, and the elevator opens right up, and they get in the elevator, and they go down the elevator, and that the other so there was another girl in the room with Romacon back at the beginning, who wanted to help him, and she kept saying something about you need to use my technology to help you, blah blah blah. The elevator gets to the bottom floor, and it's a cave. Right, it's not a house. And the girl's sitting there playing cards by herself and kind of just looks over into this, like, portal and goes, oh, good, my security system works. Brainy activates the elevator, calls for Supergirl. Lena's staring longingly at Myriad, I have. Uh, Ramakan shows up in a fortress, and they have a fight, and Lena comes out with the gun and shoots the old man right as the super breath. Yeah. And they defeat the old man. Yay! And he just goes away. And then, then Kara realizes that Lena has Myriad. And then the line, the line that she gave her that I actually liked was, "I'm using you the way you used me." Like Lena just outs everything she's doing. She just comes right. She com- comes clean on everything. She blames Kara for lying to her, making her kill her own brother. Yep. And she- then she rewired the fortress. I mean, that was a very heartfelt. It was great it acting was. between the two of them. Finally, getting to see yeah. something happen on the show, and and instead of this game playing with those two for any longer. So the so the same the same little force field bubble that came up around Lena now comes up around Kara with just enough kryptonite to weaken her weaken her but not kill her right and 
So then we flip back to John finds his brother. John, they have words. John opens himself up. John submits to the bond. And, and they made up. They made up. And they they're, they're, they're BFFs now. Right. Well, I believe that's why the Monitor put him on Earth way back in the beginning was for them to make up. Could possibly be. Possibly for Crisis. Could be. We'll see. Um, and then I have Kelly and Alex make out, make out and make up. Right. I put Kelly and Alex don't break up just yet. So how'd they get out of the, the house there? They didn't say. They okay. probably just took the elevator back up. Because I'm, I was concerned I may have fallen asleep. That part was actually kind of cool <laughs> where he found out how to use the elevator because he was doing a thing with like the tar dust and like he like snapped his fingers and blew yeah. in the dust and it, it kind of illuminated the, the button, right. the one button that you couldn't have just put your hand over and then like, yeah. yeah. And then we get Kara still stuck and that's it. So yeah. good, better episode than they have been. Much better. Actually advanced the storyline. Yes, it did. Still don't know. Well, we'll see because we know that the monitor has Lex, so we'll see if that ends up pulling back into crisis. Right. So, but is it the monitor that has Lex, or is it the anti monitor? Because you haven't been able to tell who's who. It's true. So it could be the anti monitor, but also if you're going to, though, we may have not seen the anti monitor yet. It's we don't true. know. It's true. We'll talk about that in another t- episode and a half here. If you were gathering up the the most powerful people to help stop this crisis. Technically, you would want Lex Luthor on your side. Yeah. And he's definitely in crisis, which makes me happy, too. He's one of the only two people smarter in the, on the planet than Mr. Terrific, according to the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. Mr. Terrific is the world's third smartest man. Mr. Terrific. Oh, no shit. Yeah, in the comic books. Wow. He's a very different character in the comics than he is on Arrow. Wow. Uh, so now we go to Flash. I didn't write the episode name. License yet. to Elongate. Yes, that's I've learned right. my... I've learned my lesson with episode titles for you. Thank you. <laughs> so I started this one weird. I, I actually started watching it by accident. And then when I went to watch it, I skipped the entire first half that I had to literally watch it five minutes before you came here to jot quick notes so down. So um, this episode was directed by Daniel Panabaker. Oh, is this the one that she did? This is one of them. I think oh, she cool. did a few this season. Yeah, she did. That's awesome. So this is one of the ones that she directed. I think she also directed the... Killer Frost episode well, that, a few few episodes that ago. That makes but. sense why she wasn't in it much, Yeah, I guess. Um, so we start off with Nash in the sewer with Team Flash and explaining to them that... It, and I did, went during the flashbacks for this and the, the setup, there's one thing that I did, did catch. Yeah. So when the Monitor was talking to Barry and Iris, which they show, he says that Flash must die. Right. He doesn't say Barry no, Allen no, must he die. he doesn't. So I... He just says Flash must die. I am assuming... The same thing you probably are, that it's going to be John Wesley shit. Could be, could be Wally. True, they never confirmed or denied he'd be involved. Some other storylines there, if, if you do it with Wally. I think, I think he's coming back at some point. They have confirmed that, I believe. Okay. I, real fast before we get into this, did you, this was something I thought about too. So each episode they're doing the crisis commercial for their episodes. Right. And the, the crisis commercial for Supergirl had the death of Superman seed with the, with the Superman cape on the I saw the that pole. with the cape, yeah. Could that be Tom Welling? Uh, probably Brandon Routh. Could be. Could be. Since they confirmed that, I don't know if you know, or should I say it? I'm going to say it anyway. That the Kevin Conroy picture, they confirmed that he is the Batman of Kingdom Come. Yeah, which... I don't know where they got that from because I looked at the picture multiple yeah. times. And I don't get Kingdom Come from the picture. Neither do I. All I saw was shoulder was was like it looked like he had 
exoskeleton on his one shoulder is yeah, all they if show. You're, if you're honestly, if if you haven't read Kingdom Come, go read it. It's fantastic. That the I artwork is amazing. It's Alec Ross, who's phenomenal with his art. It's like every every panel is a painting. That's awesome. Like George Perez did some great work on Crisis, but anything that Alex Ross has done is yeah. gorgeous as well. Uh, so Nash gives them the lowdown in the, in the sewer. Yep, find out Nash is Mythbusters. He is Mythbusters. And, and then Barry a- decides to not take any time and listen to anybody, and he's just going to face through the wall because that's what the Flash does. Right. He can do that, but he can't. Right, because, because it's infused with Eternium. Eternium. And it can't, that's... Every time I'm thinking Masters of the Universe, they're <laughs> driving me nuts with this Eternium <laughs> it did, stuff. It did, it did me too. Uh, so they need an artifact to get through. And right. Where are so, they going to find this artifact? Right. They didn't say. Right. Then you flash over. Now, see, here's where my, because well, my notes are different after this, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see this part originally, so I just didn't know who the dude was, but it's... The black hole Chester dude. Chester P. Runk. Yes. Also known as Chunk in the comics. Uh, so so he gets out and he's all alone at Star Labs. He and, just phases out of his thing randomly. And, and he pretends to be Doctor Who at one second, which was hilarious. It's really awesome. And, and then Frost shows up and says, oh, why am I on watch today? Right. And then we cut over to Joe and Barry at the uh, CCPD. And they have the uh, new elongated man emblem. Which I like. Yeah, it's nice. I dig it. I dig it's, it. it's one of the ones from the, the stretches of the comics. Okay. So they're gonna have they're gonna have a press conference to announce him who he is. Right. Like basically not his secret identity yet, but who he is, and they're telling him it's a deposition that he has to be there for. Yeah, and ironically in the comics, Ralph is one of the people that does not have a secret identity. Oh really? He's no. he's who he is? Yeah, everybody knows that he's Ralph because he doesn't wear a mask in right. the comics. He did for like a minute. Um, and we see they hand over a picture of Sue to him. Right. So, he, well, yeah. He did sh- you hear what kind of dress she's wearing? I did hear what kind of West dress she's wearing. She's wearing a Victoria Vale dress. Yeah, a one of a kind. That's an interesting name. Yeah. It's a surprising pull. It's a very, very interesting pull because she's a, supposed to be a reporter, not a. I don't know what they've done with maker. her in the comics. Okay. In the last but several years. If you're if you're listening and you don't get it, it's Vicky Vale. Is Vicky is another name for Victoria. So, yeah, so Ralph shows up at the office, and he's got to go to... He's going to go find her right away, and they say, oh, well, what are you going to do with the press conference? He says, oh, you guys can handle it. Yeah, the the deposition. It's just a deposition. You can take care of it. So Barry's like, well, I'll go with you to help you to speed things up, he says, which, ha ha. (laughs) So they, they show up in... It's not Milan, but it's somewhere... Midway, May, something. Yeah, somewhere, and they—I mean—they end up putting on tuxes. Look good. They did, and I liked—I liked that he put the ring on, the flash ring, and and Ralph's like, "Oh no, this is the suit you're wearing." And yeah. he holds up the tux, and I—I I dug it. I really did. Um, we get inside. We meet January galore. So might be a nod to something. Yeah. So I have Barry and Oliver at a criminal black tie event, and Barry sucks at being undercover. Yeah, yeah, we get the, like Ralph goes over and and January Galore play on January Jones and Pussy Galore. Yep. Right, oh, from the, the whole, Bond movies. The whole the whole thing was Bond. He's he's drinking was... Gingold, shaken not stirred. Yeah. So in Gingold, which they never played on this because they made Ralph into a meta. In the comics, Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, gets his powers from drinking Gingold. Oh. So he was a guy that was a detective, but he he 
grew up kind of hanging out with a contortionist at the circus. Okay. And that guy, he couldn't figure out how that guy could bend in all these different ways. And it turned out that the people from India where this guy was from and did this, drank this fruit, the gingold plant. Gave them. And then they it got distilled into a tonic drink. Oh. And that's what Frank drinks all the time to continue having his powers. And he has to drink that to keep the flexibility and everything. So it was a nice little nod. Oh, that's pretty cool. To the origins that's, of that when they asked for deep. that. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty deep. Um, then and we... they stole her VIP pass. Yes. Yes. While Barry's ruining everything. Yes. Barry's. Uh, but Ralph saves the day by stealing the VIP pass. Right. So then we go back to Allegra. But she's been calling herself Allegra. It sounded like. No. But no. I go with Allegra. She fa- She goes into the uh, the Gazette, into the new, into her finds office. Nash. And finds Nash and accuses him of being Harry Wells. Right. Um. Nash figures out through his little super gauntlet that he wears that she is... A UV emitter. A UV emitter and a meta. And offers her a scoop if he helps her, if she helps him out. Yes. What's the scoop? I will tell you all about the multiverse. Right. And doppelgangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So, <laughs> because I didn't watch the beginning of it, I just have Cecile helping someone. So then Cecile helped Chester... <laughs> try to get his, get his life back after being pronounced dead. She stops in and says, hey, let me help you. Here's your identity back. You're no longer pronounced dead. Here's your life back and I everything. I thought this whole plot and, was stupid. And then he offers to help her get Natalie, yeah. who is the CC Jitters. Delivery girl. Well, she worked at Jitters because Jitters is gone because he sucked right. it up in a black hole. That's right. Or they couldn't afford the set anymore. I don't know. One of the two. Maybe it's being repurposed <laughs> on another show. <laughs> It might be on Riverdale or something now. I'm not. I'm not sure where it went. So that's the girl, barista from there, and now she's right. just a delivery girl for coffee jitters instead. Right. So that's the ongoing subplot now. I hated it because they have to have one of those. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. Just write them out for the show. Yeah. There, I, there was I, no need for this. I don't know what the obsession is with making sure Cecile's involved every episode. <sighs> there really wasn't. So now we go back to Ralph and Barry at the Black Tie event. And they meet the villain. Right, Mr. Meister. Mr. Meister. And Barry just blurts out who they're looking for. But before that, which was great again, so Ralph goes, Dibney, Ralph Dibney. Yes. (laughs) And Barry goes, Alan, Barry. And the guy goes, nice to meet you, Alan Barry. Yes. Which was funny. It was really funny. I actually, (laughs) I, I laughed, I laughed pretty good at that. And then we get the security chick with the cool mask it cuts over to. Which who, who is? I didn't realize that that was. Oh, that's ultraviolet. Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize that's who that was at first. That I picked up on. That I picked up on. And um, then then Barry realizes that they're a party for criminals. Yes. At this point, and he wants to jump into his outfit and speed around and look for everything. And Ralph cautions him and says that you have to do things like this with finesse. You don't always need to be a superhero. Here's the lesson I'm going to teach you to be Barry Allen. And not the Flash. Yeah. So he's trying to separate the two because Barry's never really gotten that separation thing. He's always thinking as the Flash. He never thinks as Barry Allen anymore. Right. And in between the last two seasons, Ralph became the wisest person on the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they've done a great job of building his character up mm-hmm. from what it was. And he's... I didn't like him at first. He's one of the most... His, his scenes are way more enjoyable now. Yeah, they, they started playing him closer to how he is in the comics. Yeah. Um, which was which has been a really nice change. Because he was always one of my favorite characters. Um, dating back to the 
yeah, early 80s and 70s with the Justice League stuff that he did. So because they lost the rights to Plastic Man for a while, so that's why they created because he was ah. they didn't have rights to Plastic Man because he was from another comic company. I want to say he was Charlatan or one of them. Okay, so they didn't have the rights to Plastic Man, so they made their own because there was Mister Fantastic and Plastic Man and Elongated Man all by different comic companies. Oh wow, that's weird. So that's why you get all those similar, and then they separated him and Plastic Man, where Plastic Man has his own power set <laughs> where he can actually become things. Okay. Like, he can turn into a blimp, or he can turn into, oh, nice. you know, whatever, an egg. Meanwhile, Elongated Man can just stretch. Right. So then we go back to Cecile and Frost are helping. I have Cecile and Frost helping a guy ask a girl out, and Cecile blows it. Yeah, yep. Working at it. Natalie's working at the new Jitters to Go service. It's totally awkward. He spills yeah. stuff all over the place. Yeah. Cecile I, was totally wrong about what she's thinking. Yeah. I, I just, I have no... No interest in that at all, what they're doing. No, and, and I I mean, we'll see the long-term plan for it. I'm sure there's it's going to tie into something at some point. Right. So now we go back to the sewer, and Nash is telling Allegra all about the multiverse and the doppelgangers and how Barry Allen's the Flash. Wait, what? He just right there throws it out. Well, it's been like three episodes. It's been too long to her to not know Barry's secret identity. <laughs> and she takes it really well. Yeah. Like, she's just like, oh, my boss's husband's the Flash? Cool, tell me about the multiverse. Right, and then she runs off because she's not a weapon. Right. She gets all upset and blah, blah, blah. 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 Right. Now we go back <laughs> to the party. Yep, and the Ring of Fire satellite, we and find out, is what... Ralph is going up for sale. Ralph breaks into the security room. While Ralph is in the security room, Barry does exactly what Ralph didn't want him to do. And he changes in a flash, and he zips all over the place. Yep. Trying to find... I guess they were trying to find Sue? Sue or what was the sale was going to be for. Right. So then Ultraviolet shoots him in the back. They get shocked. They both go down. Right. They wake up hooked up to a chair. Right. So Barry now to a party full of criminals has shown his face and given his name and then the flash showed up and that guy disappeared. Correct. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, I'm sure the show's going to ignore it, so we'll just ignore that. Yeah. So then it's, then it's one of the, one of the funniest <laughs> little scenes uh, of the show is when they come back and they're tied to the chair. It's the flash tied to the chair with, with Ralph and the guy's just dropping Bond cliches left and right. Oh, yeah. Like, left and right. Like, to the point where Ralph actually goes, oh, come on, that's right out of Goldfinger. Because <laughs> he asks him, he said, I guess you expect me to talk. And the guy goes, no, I expect you to die. Right. And he does it in the Bond villain way, and it's really cool. They unveil a laser, and the laser's pointed at the Flash and Barry, who I'm assuming that's, uh, yeah, it's meta-dampening. Right. There, because there everybody has meta-dampening technology. Right. Well, right. that's how they found him was the meta detectors. Right. So the laser is going to go off once S- Central City is destroyed. I almost said Star City. Once Central City is destroyed during the demination, de- demonstration of the Ring of Fire. Right. Um, and then we cut back over to Allegra, who comes back lost. Right, right, right. Men- <laughs> mentioned Mentions uh, Ragdoll. Yes. I spent time with him in Iron Heights from last season. Yep. Um, and then she decides to UV blast the wall because after the pep talk, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He gives her a pep talk. Uh, then we go back to Cecile and the other guy and there's revelations and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to gloss over that cause it was boring, but, but he mentioned Alderaan on a bad day. He did mention, oh yeah, he nice, did. Nice little star Wars I, cut. Yeah. And then he goes to ask out Natalie. Yeah. Because that's, they needed, 
Cisco's got a girl. Right. Caitlin's got Frost. Right. Everybody's in a couple now, so they need some CW relationship stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Barry, Barry and uses Ralph. Ralph's exploding cufflink. Yes, to and shut the laser off, which works, until it doesn't. Right. Until the laser decides it's going to come back on, and Barry figures out the pattern, and they turn the chair, and the laser shoots the chair. Right. And knocks the cuffs off. So, I have at this point, this is where... Um, Ralph is trying to teach Barry to be two separate people that the flash doesn't have to solve everything mm-hmm. that Barry can do stuff too. So they escape and it's auction time for the ring of fire. And right. Barry says his right name somewhere in there. Yeah. Barry shows up drunk to distract everybody. Uh, the guy builds the, the one girl bids like $500 million and Barry goes 500 million one prices, right rules. Then what's her name? Uh, uh, Ultraviolet shows yeah. up and Barry still pretending to be drunk just looks up and goes I love Mortal Kombat and then at one point during the fight he asks if she's going to yell finish him I'm going to have Kombat. to go back and watch that because I must have fallen asleep during that part <laughs> yeah so it's a cheesy but neat little fight scene where Barry picks up like a shield and is like deflecting her mm. or kicks and stuff and then he he gets knocked over, he gets knocked against the wall, and then there's he stands up and there's every single I you know, I've been in the band business a long time now, and I still have not come across lighting hung up tied to a wall with rope. Yeah. No. I have not come across that yet. Nope. So he picks up the sword that happens to be there, cuts the rope, swings over her as the lights fall down oh, and and knock her out and p- pulls the rope up enough for him to swing over and at this point the guy had already turned the key on the, the rocket so him and uh, Ralph and the bad guy are having a fist fight and he's got these rings that shoot the electricity out of his rings and they have a little it looks it's an awful cheesy fight that they have and the two guys are victorious and they stop the timer with one minute remaining yeah as always. Then I have... Let's see. Oh, the bad guy... Is, uh, the, I, the bad guy, what's his name, is coming like into like Ralph's land, like knocked down, and he's coming in to finish him off, and Ralph goes to adjust his tie, and he's like, oh, you're adjusting your tie before I'm about to finish you? And Ralph goes, yeah, this will be over in a flash. And the flash goes off from the camera <laughs> in his tie. It's really, really, really cheesy, but fun. Yeah. You're going to have to watch that part again. Um, yeah. So then... Page turning. So then the satellite blows up. Yep. And... I woke up for that. It was good. And then, I, and then I have, hey, Joe, the ceremony's still on. So they're back in Central City after commercial break. We are. So so right before that, though, we got Chester again. Uh, he yeah. got rejected by Natalie. Feels great. He's not hung up on that anymore. Cecile made him business cards. And Cecile invited him to Star Labs. Right. Who is he going to replace? Cisco? That's my question. I hope not. Because if he's going to hang out now, that's that's too many heads again. Yeah. He's Unless too- he's going to be like the Julian or the guy that hangs out just for the season and disappears. Because he's like super smart. Yeah. So he would be like a Cisco. He would. We'll see. I don't want another Cisco. I mean, I like Cisco's Cisco. storyline's pretty close to done. There's not a lot left with Cisco anymore, I don't think. No. Um, so we get that. Then we go to the ceremony with the long well, man. Well, first we go back to National Allegra at the newspaper office. Okay. 
So she's laying down, apparently exhausted from using her powers. Right. And he has some words for her, blah, blah, blah. And then as he walks away, he kind of looks back like she reminds him of someone. And he kind of looks like, look, looking down on her like, wow, I really remember a person that I, maybe it's maybe a daughter he reminds, she reminds him of, something like that. But yeah, then we go to the Flash, the Flash's press conference. Mm-hmm. And that's where he presents Elongated Man with his badge. Right. And then he flashes away. He runs away. Yeah, and Ralph speaks. Yes. So the interesting part of that was when Ralph said, I'll protect the city till my dying breath. Yeah. Gotta wonder, is that foreshadowing too? I hope not. Because he shows like to foreshadow that stuff. So then Joe comes up to give his own little speech and calls up CSI Barry Allen. I thought this was pretty cool. I thought it was a pretty cool little moment. And they give Barry Allen the Medal of Honor, not the Flash. Then we go back to Ralph and Iris, and he shows her the picture, or she shows him the picture. I don't know. The, only, the last thing I have is just Ralph's attacked by Ramsey. Yeah, Ralph goes. Ralph, well, Ralph is at his office, office, and Iris shows up, and he gives her a picture of it. Look, it's the person in the dress that would be Sue, but with an umbrella covering her face. But there's a person in the picture that has like a a a, a, a thing a thing on their lapel. Yeah. Nobody can see you tapping your chest. No, I don't know. (laughs) But they have a thing on their lapel. (laughs) And uh, like a symbol, but I couldn't see who it was. And then Ramsey shows up all black, veiny and ugly and tackles Ralph off the. Right. It looks like we're going to end up, you know, a Ramsey flash head to head because we're only like two weeks from crisis. Yeah. Segues us into our arrow show, our final show. Of the little recap, uh, Arrow. Yep, I enjoyed it. I, I again, this like, is great. The the Russia stuff was great. I, I, I love the guy that plays Anatoly. He's oh, he's great. fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. So the beginning of the episode has Oliver going over all of his arrows and training Mia, like a little training montage. But he's telling her what all of the arrows do. Right, and they're practicing with shooting the tennis balls and the special arrows and set, setting her up basically to be arrow. Right. The only thing that I was disappointed with that scene was is there was no arrow in a boxing glove because that would have just been funny. It would have. It really would have been funny. Maybe we'll get that before the end. Maybe. Who knows? So then we flip over to Lila and Laurel. Well, before that, so we get we get the so they're going to have to go to Russia. Yes. And uh, Diggle uh, goes there, and they got to get plutonium too. Yes. So when they mention he's got to go to Bialya. So Bialya in the comics is there is is just their their version of Iraq. Like uh, they invented okay. in the early 90s late 80s. Gotcha. Um Queen Bee's from there, but it played oh, okay. a ton into the Justice League America storylines after the relaunch after Crisis. Right. Uh where they relaunched the Justice League and they did a lot with Bialya and Max Lord had a lot to do with Bialya. Oh. And they play it it was they played with that country a lot in the comics, and okay. it's pretty good, pretty neat little reference that they threw it out there. So Diggle's got to go find someone to help him, and Lila and Laurel are having a little are working together. Yes, and Lila. And I was wondering then is Lila working for the Anti Monitor and doesn't know? So Lila wants Laurel to get the plans before from Oliver Al- does. Before Oliver does. So the betrayal wasn't "I need you to kill him," which is what we thought last week, right? It's, I need you to get these plans. I need this weapon before he gets right. it. Okay. 
So then I have Diggle finds Roy. Right. Again, Jason. Work, working under a car. Mechanic. Right. John's wearing a green polo. I don't know if you caught that. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Um, William found out where Roy was. Uh, then they go over to Anatoly. They visit Anatoly in Russia. I wonder if William was using Batman's closed circuit TVs. Oh. Cameras to well, find. Wait, was he in Gotham? Because <laughs> if he wasn't in Gotham. Whatever, whatever the storyline needs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we get Anatoly. Yes. loves. I love me some Anatoly. So they're looking for a general that Anatoly finds uh, at a fight club. <gasps> That's convenient. Well, we convenient. find out that William speaks Russian. Yeah, William speaks Russian well. Yeah, which surprised Oliver. Yes. But surprise, surprise, it's a fight club that they find where the general hangs out at. I wonder if anybody else knows anything about fight clubs. Yeah, great. Not, look, they're, they're doing a great job with <laughs> yes, they are. flashing back to the old seasons. They are. They are. And, and, and going through, like, why is Oliver uniquely qualified to do this? Well, here's why. Because he's done this before. So is Mia. Yeah. They found Mia, Mia's first scenes were in a fight yeah, club. Where she and William found each other. So he doesn't want his kids to come uh, on the... So he brings his kids to Russia, but then wants to make them stay at the wherever they're at and not come with him to the fight club. So that he can go do his thing because he doesn't want them to know about all the bad stuff he's done. and Right. Know, he's trying to protect them. And he has to his fight to get the general to help him. Right. Which impresses Mia. Well, yeah, because they... look, dad, so, dad can do his thing. So they show up, and I, and I have Oliver beats up awesome mustache guy. Yeah. Because the dude, the big Russian dude... Pretty quick. Rib, really, really quick. Though it's funny, so on Titans this week, there was also a fight club. Oh, really? So now I'm kind of... Twisting the two together. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just flashing back because Hawk was in a fight club on Titans this week. So, so the general's about to give Oliver the plans, and the Bratva shows up and, and kills the general. And they get ambushed, ambushed during the exchange, and we find out Capuchin means hood. Right. Which is why they were calling Oliver that. Right. And Mia does what they need. Well, they, they wake up tight. Up. They wake up tied to chairs. Right, yeah. which just screws up and ruins Oliver's exchange. Right. So more tied to chairs. It's a I, Tuesday night. I didn't watch these in order, so it was It's a Tuesday night funny. BDSM night on CEW. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I thought was really awesome was when they tied him up, the guy specifically said to him, and we purposely tied your thumbs tight. Right. Which is awesome because Oliver has a habit of dislocating his thumbs and getting out of jams. Um, that I thought was a really well done little plot piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they remember that from when he worked for the Russian mob, right? And the Bratva, right? So and then then they set me up where she has to go do the challenge we saw Oliver do to ring the bell. Yeah, yes, and she, she makes did it better than Oliver. Yeah, she did. She all, she literally was like a hair breath away when the guy time up. William hacks the CCTV. In Russia, to find out where they are, because it's, you know, CCTV is easy to hack. Mm-hmm. Obviously. This is where Oliver does his dislocated thumb trick. Right, after Anatoly and William there and, and tells Anatoly, and Anatoly says, great, let's go save day. Right. He has some great one-liners. He does. His, it, he's just, a, he's so fun. Yeah. I hope he shows up again before this is all, all said and done. You might get him, but, like, episode 10. Yeah. Um, um, so then Oliver dislocates, they escape. Now he really wants to send the kids home. Right. They have the big family argument. And we get some really, some more really great stuff from Stephen Amell. Yo, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's firing on all cylinders like, this whole would, season. Before, before this season, I was like, I don't know what this guy's going to do because he can't really act. Yeah, he can act. 
this season's really proved that he he has some chops there. Yeah. And then we get some Roy and John talking through more stuff. Yep. John's trying to explain to him that he can control the beast as long as he's part of a team. It's so stupid. But yeah. <laughs> Teamwork's what is what'll save you. <laughs> Not locking yourself on Leanne Yu for no. ten years. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So Anatoly and Oliver have a conversation. Anatoly tells him that he really needs to bring his kids along with him and stop like shielding them. Um, yeah, it's a little heart to heart for them. You've, you've truly done some terrible things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's he's blunt. Yeah, he doesn't. Great. He doesn't. You know. No. So. Um, and then Laurel and Mia have a pep talk with each other. They have a little heart to heart because they keep pairing those two up, setting it up for well the spinoff. You saw. Well, I'll talk about that at the end. So they keep doing that, and then and William and and the suit. Yes. Then Oliver says, has his plan, <laughs> but he says suit up. Yeah, he does. And William puts on the suit, <laughs> which is great. Um, I so, just pictured Curtis getting excited somewhere. Yeah. Hearing him say that. Yeah. So they're going to go to the fight club. Oliver and Mia have to distract everyone. Right. So William basically buys their way in to the fight club. While Laurel and Anatoly go to steal the drive. Right. So they send a whole bunch. Then this is a really awesome little, little fight scene. Yeah, it's two against six. Yep. Um. They beat the shit out of everybody. Yep. Oliver takes a little bit of a beating, but he always takes a little bit of a beating. That's what he does. Yes. Um, Laurel and Anatoly steal the drive. and Anatoly Mi- saves Laurel. M- Anatoly saves Laurel. Me and Oliver share a look and then use the smoke bomb disappearing trick mm-hmm. to get out of the... Uh, and then they have a vodka party. They have a vodka party. They toast to me and William. Um, and... and- Oliver opens up to his kids and tells them all about his Bratva past. And whatever else they want to know about. Basically, yeah. So it starts with Leanne Yu. So it sounds like Oliver's probably giving them like his, his history. five-year backstory. And, and that's awesome. Roy and Dig back in the bunker. Roy officially comes back to join the team. So Roy's going to stick around. I'm wondering, is he going to die or is he going to be in the spinoff? I, it, it, see, I would say that would all depend on Colton Haynes because he's been like, he's had his personal issues yeah he's roy in real life basically yeah he is kind of <laughs> um anatoly apologizes to laurel says that yeah. uh, he didn't think she could change and she definitely changed and she's definitely the hero laurel meets with lilo on the roof and didn't see it coming totally didn't see that coming where laurel's like well i got other plans for you and she kind of steps aside and here comes oliver and diggle right like completely doesn't know what to say and they're not going to say anything because they get shot with um, and Lila knocks them all out. Uh, what I'm guessing is Karari darts or something. Yeah, we'll see. And then looks like then we get a little sneak peek for next week. Yeah. So any predictions for any of the shows for the next episode or so anything? That was the fastest recap. If we could do all the other shows as fast as we did that one. We... Well, I'll, th- that show has action in it. That's true. The other shows are just they- and talk <laughs> and they talk and they don't say anything and nothing happens well as far as batwoman obviously car gets out and i think that there's there's supergirl th- did i say batwoman you did say batwoman <laughs> um real fa- i got so here's a couple of things i was going to do this after each episode and i forgot to so here is uh, a quick article on the 10 quickest 10 quick theories about where batman could be all right number 10 is he's dead okay now uh, number nine is he was recruited by the Monitor. I've seen that one. Okay. 
Number eight is he's in another universe, which would tie into Recruited by the Monitor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number seven, he was broken by Bane. I feel they would mention that if that were to, were the case. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, number six, Jason Todd's death broke him. I could see that if that's in this universe, in this iteration of it. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as they've talked about Batman on the show, we haven't gotten any inkling of where we're at in the Robin timelines. Yeah, uh, he's retired. Because you can't have Damien. No. Because Oliver's and was the one right. married to the Al Ghouls. And- right. Uh, he could just be retired, which is possible. Mm-hmm. He could have just disappeared. Um, he's setting up Batman Beyond. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Beth Kane killed him. Nah. Because I would think that she would probably she would brag have about bragged that. about that already. Uh, number two, the cold trail got to him. I don't know that storyline. Um, I don't know. It has something to do with the, the, the Beth disappearance. Okay. Uh, or the, the number one reason they have here is he left for family reasons. That's stupid. It is. I personally think that he just retired himself out. Basically. Maybe. I mean, we'll, I, it's, I, I don't know that we'll get an answer, but I wish they would stop talking about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, as far as Batwoman goes, it looks like Alice is trying to poison all of Gotham. That's what her little tea party thing is. So it'll probably be a we're going to poison the water thing. Yeah, I don't know how far we're going to get before Crisis and how we're going to yeah. play Crisis in and if it's well, actually going to impact the show or not. Crisis is going to be, what, two episodes from now? Yeah, so, they're so off, there's only they're, one episode. They're, yeah, they're off next week. Mm-hmm. The, the week of Thanksgiving, there's no recap for anything because there's no shows. Are, and, Flash and Arrow this week or no? I don't. Um, pro, oh, wait. They're all, Flash this, Narrow they're this, all this week. No. Oh, wait. Fla- okay, yeah. Flash and Arrow this week. Right. And it's the opposite it's, of last week. Yeah. Um, so this real fast Supergirl thing is where on Earth 1 is Supergirl? No? Don't care. Krypton? There's no Superman either, so. No. Uh, these are fan theories, so, I mean, take a look at I would think she's still on Krypton. and, and that Or she just doesn't happen. exist. Right. She and might we'll not get, exist at all. Or she, Yeah, I, I have a feeling that she blew up with Krypton and... and Flashpoint changed Krypton's destruction? No. No. Uh, I, I, I think... The uh, government has her. I, it doesn't matter because she's going to be on Earth one after. Right. Right. After Crisis anyway, where everybody that has a doppelganger is, if they do it the way the comics did, is going to be replaced. Right. With a single person. Um, as far as the Flash goes, they're not devoting enough time to make this villain really. Um, they're not really. I mean, I know they're 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 pointed right at crisis, so I get it. But yeah, we've we've spent time with Ramsey, but it goes back to again, like so. If we don't spend more time with them quickly, yeah, are we going to be wrapped up for crisis? Like, is or is it just going to keep going after it, crisis? Like nothing happened. Is it going to pause? Yeah, it's it's they've built up this crossover so much, and how everything's going to be different afterwards. It's really tough to know what the direction with any of these storylines so is going to be. My a, hope is this week they tie up a lot of the Ramsey stuff. Well, here's a little... Now, so here's a Flash article um, from Screen Rant, and it's from today, actually. It says, The Flash pushes boundaries of sanity with latest casting news. So the casting news is Efrat Dur is the actor, will take on the role of Eva McCullough as a series regular. Okay. So... Well, we've had McCullough Enterprises mentioned, so multi- this, industries mentioned multiple so times. So Eva is described as 
a quantum engineer and co-founder of McCullough Technologies, who has been away from Central City for many years. She'll also form a surprising alliance with reporter Iris West Allen that pushes the boundaries of sanity while also uncovering a vast conspiracy to take down Team Flash and its allies. So maybe we will wrap up the Ramsey thing by crisis it, and this will be the second half. Of the maybe. Season. Eva is a twist on a character from the comics named Evan McCullough, who also goes by the name Mirror Master. Okay. We already had Mirror Master. We did. There's been two in the comics, though. Right. The, the, so they, they had a relaunch after New 52, and that was the version that we got originally. Okay. So Evan McCullough might be the original from the comics. Okay. I'd have to look. Um, I don't have any articles on Arrow. There's really nothing to put on Arrow. It's No, it just... looks like we get another alternate reality. Yes. Which is a little frustrating. It is. But, but hopefully it's not the whole episode. No, but they're, again, they're only doing, what, there's 10 episodes, right? There's 10. There's two after, two Two, two after, after crisis, so but one of those is setting up the spinoff, right? And so nine's going to be in the future setting up the spinoff, the, from, apparently. Yeah, so the, the that's that was the other thing I was going to say, but the ten episodes gives you a condensed, more condensed arc, and while this is definitely just playing off the past seasons, a condensed arc is as we've said it a hundred times is what these shows need. Yeah. So that yeah, that was the other news is that the the Canaries is going to be set in twenty forty. Arrow, right. Green Arrow, and the Canaries. It's not. I thought it was going to stay in the present time and go forward. They're actually going to end up going back to the future. So would they be taking current day? I don't know. I don't know which way. So that they don't have yet. to do the old man makeup. Or do we not have those people as the Canaries for long? I don't know. They're supposed to star in it. Yeah. So I, we'll see. We'll see how but, they play it. And um, only other news that just hit, which is kind of DC universe and cw so they announced yesterday that star or this past few days that star girl another superhero show well it's supposed to be on yeah. C- dc universe it's been in production forever has a fantastic cast as luke R- wilson really luke wilson plays um uh oh. pat uh duggan okay um who else is in there um joel McHale is going to be Starman. oh shit. Um, the cast is great for oh, it there's ted wow. grant there's there's a ton of uh, wildcat all the JSA characters, all that are going to be in it. It's, yeah. it's a great cast that, that they have listed for. Luke Wilson. I said Luke Wilson, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. So anyway, so they got all those guys in it. It's going to air on DC Universe. The okay. next day, it will air on the CW. Oh, sweet. And the day after that, it will stream on all the CW streaming services. Oh, that's awesome. So that launches in April. Oh, okay. So. Are they going to whittle out a show by then, maybe? Or is this going to be like an off-season show? Uh, well, the show's already done filming. Like, oh, it's, okay. It's just, it's just so about they're done. Just, they're they, gonna air it off season, basically. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to play in because we already introduced a wildcat, right? And arrow, right? Well, so, crisis can change everything. Yeah, but I, I don't know if, if this was made to be part of that universe. Oh, it might be because some, this show's been in development not to be part of the CW, right? Okay. Still Berlantiverse, right? And we'll see because they're going to pull the Titans into the Berlantiverse too, and all of these yeah. DC universe shows were. In the same universe. So yeah. we'll see. It should be interesting. The Stargirl actually looks fun. I read the comics a few years ago. Jeff Johns created the character back in the late 90s. And it's... Yeah, they... I always enjoyed the JSA stuff with some of my favorite stuff in comics in general. And, they, um, they made an appearance later in the Smallville universe. Is Stargirl showed up with the Stargirl uniform and the staff. And, yeah. Um, the guy that was... I guess it was Starman was killed by Star someone. Star Spangled Kid. Yeah. He was killed... But then they went back and they did a, a, a like, um, Clark found their, like, basically where they their headquarters yeah. were. 
and uh, they had Doctor Fate, and they had. Well, um, but we've already seen some of them also in Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, because Steel was one. Vixen, the yeah. time travel forever. Yep, was what, one of the JSA. They had this great. There was a two part episode where Hawkman and Green Arrow were working together and they hated each other, mm-hmm. and it was really fun. And they kind of went back and looked at all of the original JSA guys, the original Green Lantern, right. like with the popped collar, yeah. the Wildcat, and there was there was like they they had a whole thing on them, and they and it was a really really well done two part episode. That's the one I told you. Michael Shanks played Hawkman, mm-hmm. and he stayed. Michael Shanks was recurring for the rest of the, like the last two seasons, like on and off. But it was really 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 well done. That is all we have for your recap. This one was a little long, but that's all right. We had fun. Yeah. Um, it's been a long week. So, uh, Jack, your plugs? Throw yeah, plugs. Just, just check it out at uh, Kid Talks. Launching a podcast with the family soon, too. That'll be Kid Talks, available on all the streaming platforms. And on Instagram and Twitter at Kid Talks. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. You know where to find us, Nerd Revolution Radio. We're... Everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, anywhere you can find us on your social media platforms. Look for an episode next week of uh, more general nerd stuff while we have the uh, Arrow Week off. Have a happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) 